Pound of my sweetest cheap. You know better than that. Now bag, baby. That's gonna be nine to six hundred bucks, bro. I got weed, got my bong out. Come on, son. For you, man. Yeah. I, I'll stay for a minute. But, but then I'm I got a stoner, it. baby. Waking out of bed, getting medicated. Hey, hey. Money on my mind, I already made it. Hey. I'm back to the future, I'm a stoner, baby. Stoner. I'm back to the future, I'm a stoner, baby. Hey. Hemp is 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 very powerful. Like it's it's one of the most powerful plants out there. Like as far as what we can use instead of for how everything is been industrialized as far as us using trees. Like trees are sacred. They're autotrophs. They come from the earth. So, I mean, all plants, to be honest with you. And they consume only the raw materials, the primordial elements, water, air, or gases, and, and sunlight. The main key, the main source, y'all. But, yeah, I mean, if you want to learn more about hemp being a superfood, but like I said, it's, it all boils down to like three major principalities when you can use hemp to go out in nature and prosper. It's all technology is, honestly, y'all, is just retroductive problem solving. In, ingenuity and imagination. How you think these people came up with this stuff? <laughs> you know, it's trial and error. You gotta take yourself outside and beyond the dialogue and start realizing your power within and the things around you. You sitting up here paying, we sitting up here paying for things that are free, that we can be doing for ourselves. So, you know, that's where him comes in, and that's why I wanted to do this episode. It's been a long time coming. Um, and like I said, you know, help is food, shelter, clothing. And having a responsibility in cultivating it in the aspect of minimalizing the consumption we have out here, y'all. You know, they said back in grammar school when we learned social studies we had conservationists as far as the native americans and you know that's that holds to be very true on a lot of different levels people back then didn't over consume um they only took what they needed from the earth they understood something that a lot of us have been distracted from as far as overstanding the complete reality of the, the world we live in. Because the world is actually, the earth is actually a living being. So therefore anything that's produced of the earth as far as plant life, plant-based life forms, it's a life form. It lives, <laughs> you know? 
But I wanted to jump into some more things as far as sharing some information from not just my take on it, but, you know, other people's accounts and what they're doing and how they're utilizing him. Let's get into it, y'all. Stone Baby Podcast on YouTube. So him. Him is this guy right here. He made him. Hemp is a variation of the cannabis plant. There's clothes. a wide variety of uses from food to building materials and even fuel. One of the earliest known domesticated plants, hemp dates back to Neolithic age China. The Chinese originally used hemp for pottery and later used hemp to make clothes, shoes, rope, and early forms of paper. Hemp spread around the world and became a popular industrial fiber for centuries. This can be seen in the origin of words such as canvas coming from cannabis. Hemp has been bred for its industrial purposes, resulting in a higher fiber content and low to non-existent THC content, making it worthless for marijuana and hashish production. Differences from other variations of cannabis, hemp has often wound up being legally lumped together with marijuana. Starting in the 1930s, various laws restricted the use of hemp. In the 1970s, industrial hemp was completely outlawed, with hemp currently being illegal to be grown in most states in the U.S. I'm going to need to go out of town for this one. With the passage of Colorado Amendment 64 in 2012, Colorado became one of the first states to make growing and the sale of hemp legal. I'm excited for Colorado. It's one of my favorite states with amazing mountains, beautiful landscapes, and breathtaking vistas. Growing up in the flatness of Minnesota, I absolutely love the mountains. It's a little flatter than it's expected. As a part of his harvest, the farmer invited people from all around the country to come in and participate in the hand harvesting of his hemp. I'm Ryan Loftus, and I'm a Colorado hemp farmer. This is our second year of growing industrial hemp on a commercial scale. We have four acres right over here planted. We just had two acres we harvested yesterday, and we're going to harvest the four acres today. The first field Ryan was having his help with, he was harvesting the heads to collect the seeds. These seeds would then be used for growing next year's crops. This is 24 years I've been working on being ready for our first hemp harvest. And it's happening today. Yeah! After helping collect some of the seeds, I then started collecting the part of the plant I was here for, the stalks. After collecting the stalks, they are submerged in water for several days in a process called water ready. Once redded, the stalks need to be broken up using a handbrake, breaking the hard inner herd section from the fast fibers, which I'm after. So this is a magnificent machine. It was uh, what known as the hardest job known to man. It's one of the few jobs that they actually paid some slaves to actually do. Wow. You know, they, uh, once they worked over their quota, they paid them you know, by the pound. And some of the young slaves were able to buy their freedom by actually breaking it. A few hours of work, I'm able to uh, somewhat process a fair amount of hemp fiber. I have no idea how much I really need, so I'm just kind of, I'm hoping this will be enough. It uh, feels like it weighs a little bit more than a pair of pants. The whole experience is pretty interesting. I didn't really know what to expect, but I got to try a lot of hemp products I never knew existed. I tried hemp tea, hemp coffee, hemp beer, hemp burgers, just a bunch of hemp clothing. A lot of advocates here for hemp. Just people are just full of knowledge, like all the different ways it can be used and the, the medical benefits of it. 
and and how it's a really interesting crop that has a lot of potential in a lot of different areas. Kind of cool to be able to participate in what's the forefront of the legalization of this whole new industry and to see what what this could take off to. And uh, Ryan here is kind of one of the first pioneers, and he's kind of paving the way for this new industry. Evo hemp, y'all. You know, it it's not it's not hard. Now I'm gonna play this next one. It's about somebody that made a house out of hemp trees. Hemp building products. It's legal in some of the countries to grow hemp for fiber. And in, in France, uh, this woman whose name is France Perrier, Madame France Perrier, she builds about 300 houses a year using hemp and cement lime. And she makes a thing called isochandra. And she mixes hemp and cement lime, y'all. Hemp and cement lime. Tell me you can't make that yourself. Fine. With hemp herbs, the leftover parts of the hemp plant after the fiber has been extracted, and hemp does this amazing thing. It turns to stone. It petrifies. And so... You hear that? It petrifies. It petrifies. <laughs> Mix the lime, lime and hemp herbs together, you get something stronger than cement. It won't six the weight. C'est-à-dire que dans un wow. premier temps, j'ai cherché à pétrifier les végétaux, c'est-à-dire à, à minéraliser les sèves. Et puis ensuite, j'ai trouvé des archéologues qui m'ont dit avoir vu des sites mérovingiens et des sites égyptiens qui avaient été vraisemblablement faits de ces mêmes techniques. So she was basically just saying that you can use hemp for the same applications and methods and using brick and you know other materials that are basically more widespread into the industrial building and construction industry right now. Madame Perrier has had thousands of prospective orders for her houses from all over Europe. But like so many others, she is held back only by the restrictions on hemp production. <laughs> it's a lot of restrictions. It's a lot of restrictions when it comes to hemp, man. The government don't want you to use it and grow it on your own. Trust me. But as we progress with this cannabis becoming Hi, federal, my name is Clark Snell. I'm the managing director of the Now House Institute, which is a nonprofit dedicated to finding carbon neutral solutions for the built environment. What's the point of that? Basically, uh climate change where we are and this is clark snell of the nahas institute and you know he's saying that hemp is a trillion dollar crop that we completely ignore y'all for a reason the planet that's the initial impetus is going to be warmth and then other things are going to happen it is our fault and it's our fault because humans fault because we are burning too many Fossil fuels that put carbon into the atmosphere is pretty much that simple. So the solution is also very simple. We just need to stop burning fuels. The way we do that is becoming more efficient. So I'm standing in front of uh, the Nauhaus Institute's prototype 
positive neutral building, one of the main components of this building is hempcrete. I'm standing in front of a hempcrete wall. What hempcrete is, is industrial hemp, the, the, the core of the stock of an industrial hemp plant is called shiv. It's a woody fiber and it's mixed with a lime-based binder to make an insulation material that can uh, you can build walls or, or roofs with. The reason that we're using it, and I think it's interesting in terms of the whole hemp debate, I think this is the best wall system in the world. So I'm all I'm all about hemp. I think hemp's an important thing to to, uh, to push as a because it's food fiber building material. But really, I'm choosing this material because it's the best in terms of building science. And why is that true? First of all, because this is a what's often called a breathable wall system. And I don't mean breathable for air. We're actually building an airtight wall, but it's breathable for water. Why is that an advantage? Well, in a typical wall, you have a cavity that you seal tightly and then you fill with insulation. Right. Well, water will get inside that cavity because water does, that's its job in the world. My body is 70% water. Uh, the, the surface of the planet, I think, is 70% water. It gets everywhere. It can climb uphill. It can, it's through capillary action. It can dissolve any material anyway. So... <laughs> You heard that? Now, grass, y'all. What if you program your water with neodymium magnets in the process of building your house? We're taking this concept and innovating it. Because then you'll be creating a natural aquifer within your wall. Water is dielectric. We can get into that in later episodes, though. What we want to do in a building is create a wall that welcomes water, but doesn't rot when it lets the water in. And that's exactly what hempcrete does. It, it, uh, when, when humidity changes in the air outside, the wall can take on that extra humidity and hold it until the humidity drops outside and then it'll let it back out. In the meantime, because the lime is wrapped around the cellulose, it, the cellulose won't rot. So therefore, we have a, a, a wall that can adjust naturally to to humidity levels without rotting that means that this wall will last a very long time it also means that indoor air quality is going to be much improved now we're on the inside of the building we were talking about the breathable qualities of hempcrete this is a hempcrete wall with a scratch coat of earth plaster this is actually a plaster that we made on site with just clay subsoil and sand we mixed together this is another great quality of a hempcrete wall that we're able to plaster directly onto without plywoods, drywalls, laths, drainage planes. It's simply uh, the material itself, the insulation itself can be plastered. That saves us a lot of steps, a lot of time and money. And also it allows us to create this breathable wall I was talking about. So now we have the hempcrete interior, which is uh, permeable to, to water vapor, as I was saying. And then, we, and then we plaster it with either a lime or an earth plaster, which is also permeable. So then the, the surface, which is going to be in, in the interior of course it's it's your protection against uh crayons and whatever else is happening inside and the outside is protection against liquid water those things have the same permeability to water vapor as the hempcrete itself so therefore we're in the inside of the building let's say you're in a shower or let's say that this is the kitchen and there's water vapor in the air the wall will take that on and hold it while uh, until the the, the interior uh, relative humidity goes down and then it'll let it back out. So, so we basically are creating a stable interior relative humidity with a passive material, just with a wall material. Capacitance, permeability, permittivity. You dig? And even with this, we're creating a natural running water system within your infrastructure, your house. You'll be able to ionize your air too. <laughs> and that gives you some way, way 
you know, as far as what they call futuristic uh, terms of harnessing energy. I think Tesla was, was on to something. <laughs> That's a huge advantage of, of hempcrete. It's basically, in the simplest way of saying it, it's a healthier wall. So we said it's a longer lasting wall because it's going to, it's, uh, deals with water well. It's also a healthier wall because it deals with water well. Another advantage of, of hempcrete is that it's carbon sequestering. You remember before I said that our, our goal is to be carbon neutral. Well, hempcrete actually sequesters carbon. Let me tell you how it does that. First of all, any cellulose material, wood, for example, or hemp, takes carbon in during its life cycle. And usually when it decays, it lets it back into the atmosphere. If you take that plant and then put it into a wall, for example, in hempcrete, then that carbon is now sequestered in the wall and not becoming part of climate change. So the hempcrete in this building, this one building alone, will sequester 20,000 pounds of carbon. Woo! That's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah. It's all thanks to hempcrete. Hempcrete is part of the natural building world. What are natural materials? They're basically materials that are usually local or site harvested or have low embodied energy like hempcrete does. They're also materials that work well with the site. And one thing that's great about hempcrete is that you can create a strong wall of different thicknesses based on what your insulation needs are. That's because you use forms around some kind of other structure like wood that will hold up the roof and then you form around that and put the hempcrete in the cavity. So for example, in our house here, the now house prototype, since we're trying to get to such high energy efficiency levels, we have a 16 inch thick wall to get us a performance rating of R40. We could also do a 10 inch wall. So we have flexibility in terms of the amount of insulation that we, we're gonna use with the exact same procedure for construction. That's fairly unique in the world, and it's another reason why hempcrete's a really great product. Very great. Very, 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 very great product, man. I mean, again, hemp has many, many implications, y'all. Like, it, it's mind-blowing. I'm still learning. And as I'm learning and growing, and growing with you all as uh, a cultivator in this cannabis industry, gonna bring you a lot of things to light and a lot of things to take to the table y'all and put things in an aspect to where we can empower ourselves but yeah man let's give it up for help nature let's go back to nature y'all let me take y'all out yeah it's on the baby podcast y'all uh him, him, oh Hey, ho, hey, ho, hey, ho. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Please like, share, and subscribe. Live free, stay alive. Manifest our destiny, y'all. Let's go. You know, and, and like I mentioned earlier in the cast, like um, from music artists to clothing lines to magazine companies, skateboard companies, if you're following and, and, and who you're trying to touch on is also a cannabis consumer, there's a great way to touch on that consumer by coming out with your own strain. So it's a great way to do marketing, great way to do endorsement, sponsorship, and just come at it at a different angle. 
Um, it's not all about smoking weed behind the school anymore. It's about making a positive message around cannabis. And there's a lot of different ways that even outside the cannabis industry, um, those different brands and their consumers that are also cannabis consumers. So, um, you know, feel free to hit me up on DM. Feel free to follow Heisman on Instagram. See what we're going to be doing and ask questions because, you know, the answer is always going to be no if you don't ask the question. So bring it up and let's talk about it. Let's see how we can collab and, um, you know, drive this message even stronger because the more people we get together, the louder we can be. Somebody 
is going on, couple wars going on, in the back we blowing strong, getting stoned. Now I got that gush on my breath. Roll another one. Yeah, I got that gush on my breath. Yeah, yeah. Got six sisters smoking pressure. Bring some bottles to my section. Competition getting jealous. It ain't shit that y'all can tell us. Yeah, yeah, gush on my breath. Roll another one. Yeah, I got that gush on my breath. Roll another one for me, girl. Yeah, roll another one. Roll it up and roll another one for me, girl. If you gifted, how I'm gifted, light is flipping, let's get lifted. Niggas living really wicked, that's a ticket straight to hell. But I'm rolling with the righteous, rolling up another L. All my shockers activated, making money in this matrix. Make them dollars do a seance, now these witches on my dick. I'm a wizard with these lyrics, make a nigga filthy rich. Smoke a zip and sold a zip, nigga roll another zip. Cartel on the move, now we on the mothership. Blowing him, now my mind blowing up. Like a blimp, I ain't no airhead, nigga. Don't you try me for a simp. I love the simple things in life. Ain't too bad, it's not a wife. Tie my conscience to a kite, let it fly off in the night. If you ain't got no money, nigga, better bring a light. But that's the least of my problems when I'm burning like a shooting star. The sky's the limit when you winning, no matter who you are. Yeah, some parties going on, couple wars going on. Yeah, back we blowing strong, getting stoned. Now I got that clutch on my breath. Roll another one. Yeah, I got that gush on my breath. Roll another yeah. one. Got girl. six sisters smoking pressure. Bring yeah. some bottles to my section. Competition getting jealous. It ain't shit that y'all can tell us. Yeah, I got gush on my breath. Roll another one. Yeah, I got that gush on my breath. Roll another one. Another one, roll it up and roll another one. Now I got that gush on my breath. Roll another one. Now I got that gush. Roll it up and roll another one for me, girl. Roll it up and roll another one. Roll up, roll it. Now I got that gush on my breath. Roll it up and roll it. Now I got that gush. Roll it up and roll it. Now I got that gush. Roll it up and roll it. Now I got that gush. Roll it up and roll it. Super Digital here. Hey, and if you haven't heard about Mizu, let me put you on game real quick. Mizu is the first mobile money app that delivers the experience of cash. Mizu gives you a private and secure way to give and get money without sharing any of your personal information. Unlike other payment apps, there's no need to share names, email addresses, hashtags, handles, or phone numbers when you want to give and get money. And of course, Mizu lets you also easily pay or request money from people you know. With Mizu, no one needs to know who you are for you to exchange money. All you need to do is simply select an amount and give, and Mizu generates a one-time cryptic transaction code 
that you need to show to the person you want to give money to. No need to share names, email addresses, hashtags, handles, or phone numbers. This app is amazing. Yep, and it's Digital Digger TV.